0: The leader in the room is the one who is brave enough to put it in front of people and stand by it and have confidence in it before the leader knows how the audience is going to react. Your confidence in yourself and what you're sharing is felt by the audience. It's not just that you have to have great work and great deliverables, but you have to be able to show up, represent it with confidence, so that when your audience sees it they're like yes i like that i want that welcome to the art of speaking up a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them i'm your host jessica Guzik, and my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible I'm so excited that you're here. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited that you are here because today's episode is on a topic that I personally love to talk about and love to teach on, and that is the topic of compelling verbal communication. So many of the moments that are going to contribute to your professional success and to you becoming a leader and to you getting promoted and to you being on an upward trajectory in your corporate or nine-to-five career are going to be moments where your verbal communication is making a very strong impact on your audience. It is truly the accumulation of those moments that builds your reputation as an effective leader in your organization and even in your industry, and that ultimately helps you progress upwards in your career. I'm so excited to dive into this. Before I dive in, I have a time-sensitive, important announcement to share with you, and that is that in a couple of weeks, I am going to be opening early enrollment for my group program, The Art of Speaking Up Academy. What is super important to know is that I will only be opening this early enrollment to those on the waitlist, and last time I opened early enrollment to the waitlist – All of the spots in the cohort were taken. So make sure that if you want to be in the next round of the Art of Speaking Up Academy, that you add yourself to the wait list by going to slash Academy. If you're hearing about the Academy for the first time and you're like, what is it? The Art of Speaking Up Academy is my group program where I support you in building confidence and developing a crisp compelling, effective verbal communication style. It is a live curriculum-based program taught by me. You can think about it as a much more immersive, much more focused version of what this podcast is, where I walk you step-by-step through the foundations of growing your confidence and becoming an effective, compelling verbal communicator so that you can make the impact that you want to make in your career. To make sure you get an invitation to early enrollment, head to justguez at slash academy and add yourself to the wait list. And now let's go deeper into the foundations of compelling verbal communication. I'm going to be using an analogy to teach this, and it's It's an interesting choice of analogy, but it is the best one, the absolute best one for me to explain to you some of the key things that I want to teach you and walk you through in this podcast episode series. So the analogy that we are using is the analogy of a model walking down a runway. And I think that we all have seen this and we all have in our minds what it looks like when you have that long runway and the model comes out from behind and has this very confident stride, very strong walk, right? And just they're kind of emanating like badass energy, right? I really want us to hold that image in mind because when you're communicating in a way, you are kind of like that model walking down the runway. So here's how I think about this. That model walking down the runway is there to sell the clothes. They have to be confident. They have to have a strong walk. They have to really like show up with confidence. They have to be bold in order for them to make the clothing look good and make the audience want to buy the clothing. That's the role of the model, and that's why their walk needs to be so strong, and why it's so important that they appear confident and that their body language and the way they're moving conveys confidence, because that confidence makes their audience more interested in the clothes. And as the runway models walk down the runway looking confident, it makes the audience interested in the clothes and it helps them sell the clothes. So here's how I think about this I think about this as you are the model. And the work that you do at your company are the clothes, right? And the audience who is watching you walk down the runway and sell those clothes are your stakeholders. There might be your boss sitting in the audience. There might be leaders and executives at your company sitting in your audience. And you as a model know that even if you're wearing the most beautiful dress, You have to have a strong walk. You have to be able to walk down the runway and sell it to them. The dress isn't going to sell itself. Similarly, when you are sharing your work with people in your company, your work is like that dress. It could be the most beautiful, high-end, wonderful, expensive, hand-sewn dress But if you don't know how to stand behind it confidently, how to represent it confidently, it's not going to have the same impact with your audience. So just like a model needs to not just put on the dress and walk down the runway, but she needs to believe in herself and walk and move as if she feels on top of the world so that her audience sees that confidence and sees that dress and is like, I want to buy that dress. Similarly, as a leader, as a thought leader within your company, it's not just that you have to have great work and great deliverables, but you have to be able to show up, represent it with confidence so that when your audience sees it, they're like, yes, I like that. I want that. And that is truly what compelling communication helps you do. I think of compelling communication as having a really sharp, badass, powerful runway walk. So today we're going to start with possibly the most foundational piece, which is the confidence piece. So the way that I think about it is that when we're speaking and when we're communicating with our audience, whether you are just sharing an off-the-cuff contribution, right? You're in a dynamic discussion. People are sharing ideas. You're part of that discussion. Or whether you're running a meeting or giving a presentation, whatever that situation might be, your confidence in yourself and what you're sharing is felt by the audience. Just like that model walking down the runway, her confidence is felt by the audience And it affects their perception of the clothing that she is wearing and the clothing that she is trying to sell on behalf of the designer who designed the clothing. Similarly, when you are speaking, the confidence that you feel inside affects your audience's perception of the ideas, the work, and the content that you are sharing. And in order for us to have a strong impact on our audience and for them to respect us and see us as a thought leader, we have to stand behind our ideas, our content, our contributions with confidence. And often what happens is we do the opposite. And this is a really common mindset thing that happens a lot. But what might happen and what you might experience is that when it comes time for you to share something, right? Whether you're in a meeting and you want to join in the conversation and help everyone push this idea or this project forward, or whether you're sharing a project update or a proposal with a room full of people, right? And you're running a meeting or kicking off a steering committee. What tends to happen is you start to feel doubt And you feel doubt about whether your stuff is good enough, whether your idea makes sense, whether it's good quality. And often what happens when we feel doubt is we think to ourselves, okay, I don't want to sound super sure of myself and super confident when I share this, because what if I share it and it's wrong and my audience doesn't like it? And then I end up looking stupid because I was so confident about it. I sounded like I was really certain. I sounded like I was standing behind it. And it turned out to be wrong. I don't want to look dumb. And I don't want to put myself in that situation. So what I'm going to do is I'm not going to speak about this with lots of confidence and lots of certainty. I'm going to hedge. And then I'm going to see if my audience likes it. And if my audience likes it and my audience responds well, then I'm going to feel confident. Then I'm going to bring more confidence. But I don't want to lead with confidence because what if I lead with confidence and my audience hates it and then I end up looking and feeling stupid? Okay. Now, this is equivalent. Doing this is equivalent to a runway model being like, I don't know if the audience is going to like this dress. That I'm about to model down the runway. So I'm going to walk down the runway with my back hunched over and my gaze is gonna be towards the floor. And I'm going to walk slowly without a lot of power in my step. And I'm gonna look hesitant and I'm gonna make myself really, really small because I don't wanna go out there and make a big splash and look all confident and have my audience hate the dress and then I look stupid. So I'm going to go out, I'm going to make myself really small, I'm going to try to look as not confident as possible. Then I'm going to see if my audience likes the dress. If my audience likes the dress, then I'm going to dial up the confidence, I'm going to stand up straight, I'm going to walk with a little bit more pep in my step, and I'm really going to sell it to them. Now, hopefully, when you take the analogy of the model walking down the runway, you can see why this thinking doesn't work. And why this idea of hedging, and I don't want to sound super confident because what if I'm wrong, why this idea of hedging isn't effective? Because your audience's perception of what you are sharing is going to be driven by how much you stand by what you're sharing. So if a model walks out looking like this dress is uncomfortable and she hates it and it doesn't make her feel amazing and powerful... The audience is not going to be as interested in the dress as if the model has the courage to say, you know what? I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if anyone's going to like this dress, but I'm going to get out there and I'm going to own it anyway because that's my job as a supermodel. It's my job to sell the clothing, right? It's the same with you in your role. It's your job to help people trust in the quality and effectiveness of your ideas your suggestions, your deliverables, your findings. You can't rely on your audience to feel confident about it for you. You have to bring the confidence because your confidence impacts their perception of your work. This is the definition of leadership. The leader in the room is the one who is brave enough to put it in front of people and stand by it and have confidence in it before the leader knows how the audience is going to react. That is why they've earned the title of leader. That is why they get to be the leader, because they're willing to show up for that scary moment where they have no idea if it's going to go over well, and they're willing to give it 100% even when a part of their brain says, Don't be so confident. Just like play it safe. Be a little bit smaller in case they don't like it. A leader knows how to and is willing to override that instinct to not show up big, to not sound confident, to not stand behind their work because they know that if they want to get their audience on board with what they're doing, they have to be on board with what they're doing. This is why Confidence is key for effective verbal communication because our audience feels the confidence and then it helps them trust us to lead them and it improves their perception of our work. So as a leader, as someone who wants to have an impact in your company, the first decision you want to make is the decision of, I'm not going to depend on my audience to give me confidence in my work. My job is to move down the runway like I already know it's awesome. My job is to come in with full belief in what I'm sharing so that I am inspiring and motivating my audience to believe in it and to get on board. So it starts with that decision And that decision is your commitment to leadership, your willingness to be confident in your work, your contribution, your idea, your suggestion before you get the feedback from the audience. That is what will make you so powerful in a room. The people who are most powerful in the room are not the ones who are highly, highly, highly dependent on everyone loving what they say in order for them to have a strong energy. They're the people that just straight up have the strong energy always. We develop trust in those people. We look to those people as leaders and authorities. We defer to those people. And this isn't about BSing it. This isn't about pretending like you have a strong energy when really your work is empty and there's no substance behind it. It's about seeing the substance that is behind the work you do, right? Like pushing past that imposter syndrome and past those distorted thoughts that are telling you that it's not good and anchoring in the fact that you are smart, you are such a hard worker, that you put so much into this, that you actually do know what you're talking about. And even if your mind tries to offer you doubt and make you small, it is your job to push past it. And it is your job to stand behind the quality of your work, the quality of your thinking, and the quality of your contributions so that your audience can feel confident in you. Your audience takes their signals of how confident they should be in your work from how confident you are in your work. So it starts with that decision. And the reason that I'm sharing that it starts with that decision is because I know that you can make that decision and say, okay, I want to stand behind my work. I want to commit to bringing the confidence. I don't want to rely on my audience for me to feel confident about the quality of my own work. I want to be the leader who comes in confident about my work and who speaks about it with that confidence. You can make that choice and it can still be really hard then to act on that decision because what's going to happen is when it comes time for you to speak, to share your work, to be part of the conversation, or back to the model and runway analogy, when it comes time for the model to step out in front of that crowd full of people, you're probably – you, both you and the model are probably going to have a very human experience of doubt and fear. And that experience of doubt and fear – is going to want to override any decision that you might have made about how confident you want to be and how much you want to stand behind your work and how confident you want to sound as you're walking your audience through something important. And this is where mindset work comes into play because it's actually quite normal for our brains to offer us doubt and for us to have the human experience of fear When it comes time to speak about and stand behind our work, those are very normal, very common experiences. They're probably experiences that you've had. What's cool and fascinating, and I would argue sometimes can feel almost magical about the human experience, is that we can develop the ability to become more flexible and responsive when we experience that doubt. And that is what makes us more effective is the ability to recognize when our doubt and our negative self-talk and some of our fears and insecurities are trying to talk us out of the commitments that we have made to ourselves. And when there's a voice in our head that's kind of saying like,, mm, talk a little quieter. Don't add that into the conversation. Don't sound super certain when you say that. Like, do you really know what you're talking about? Is that even really good? All of those internal thoughts are normal, and what we want to do is we want to get better at being able to make choices about how we act and how we communicate even when we're experiencing that doubt. And mindset work is the practice of cultivating your ability to not allow all of those negative thoughts that are trying to keep you small to prevent you from pushing through and still showing up with confidence. And this is where the analogy of the runway model is so helpful to understand this, because I want you to imagine that this runway model is about to go out on the runway, and she turns to you, backstage and she says I'm so nervous I'm so nervous I know that I'm supposed to walk confidently I know that in order to sell this dress I have to convey confidence to this audience as I'm walking down the runway but I'm so scared I'm so doubtful I don't feel confident at all right now what should I do And I want you to think about what would you say to her in that situation what would you say and really think about it Here's what I would say to her. What I would say to her and what my instinct would be is I would probably say to her that it's actually okay that she's feeling afraid. It's okay that she's feeling doubtful. That's all okay. And as a coach, now now my coach brain is like coaching her through this, but I would probably ask her like, hey, have you ever felt this way before? Have you ever had a runway show before? Where, right before going out on the runway, all of a sudden you felt doubtful and you knew what you were supposed to do and you knew how you wanted to walk, but you weren't feeling it. And the fear and the doubt was really feeling like it was overtaking you. And I imagine she would say, Yes, yeah, oh my gosh, yeah, I felt this like last month when I did that other runway show. And then I would say, Great, like, what happened? Like, did you bomb the show? Like, how'd it go? And I imagine she might say, like, oh, well, like, it didn't go as bad as I thought it would. And I'd say, oh, so, like, was your walk terrible? Were you hunched over? Like, did you trip? Like, was it really bad? And she'd be like, no. Like, I I got out there and my walk was okay. And so I'd say, well, like, how'd you do it? Like, you were feeling doubtful. You weren't feeling confident. But you also told me that your walk was okay. Okay. And like, you you didn't shrink yourself and you went out there and you did the thing as if you were confident. It sounds like that's what happened. And she'd say, oh, yeah, like, that is what happened. I've been here before. And I'd say to her, okay, well, how'd you do that? How? And she'd say, I just did it. (laughs) Like, I felt afraid and I felt overwhelmed, but I had to go out there. So I went out there and I just did it. And all of a sudden, it would click for her. And this is a variation of a conversation that I have often with my clients, but it helps remind her and it helps her take her to the place within herself where she knows that even though fear and insecurity and doubt can feel very overwhelming in the moment, that we actually have options for how we move forward even when that fear and insecurity and doubt arises. And even if part of us feels like we can't possibly get out there and exude confidence and stand behind our work with all of that fear and all of that self-doubt coming up inside us, we also have choices for how we choose to respond to it. And we can decide that we're going to get out there and give it as much as we can, even with that fear and doubt present. And it's not necessarily easy It can be enormously challenging to get yourself to do that. But when you do that, it fundamentally reshapes your relationship with fear and your relationship with doubt and your relationship with your insecurities because you see that those are just one component of who you are and that there are other parts of you that even when you're questioning yourself and even when you're feeling a bit wobbly and shaky. There are other parts of you that are strong and capable and confident and that actually know how to get out there and walk down that runway with strength, with boldness, with confidence, even as a part of you is experiencing fear. And when you learn to do that, you start to feel so effective because you realize that You are the one making the decisions and that it's okay if fear and doubt comes up. That's part of the human experience. It's going to come up in situations that feel challenging, that feel new, that feel unfamiliar, and that you are powerful and capable in the face of fear and doubt. So just like that runway model can say, you know what, I feel these things and I'm going to go out there and do it. And just like we can all feel instinctively like if we were there to help her, right, and help her show up for that moment, I think we can all feel like this sense that she can do it, like this sense that even though she's doubting herself, we're not like, oh, no, you won't be able to walk. This is going to go terrible. No, like the instinct I have is like, oh, my gosh, it's not a problem. Like, trust me, just get out there. I think that you can do this. Just like we have that belief in her. That's something that we can cultivate within ourselves, that knowing that even if we're feeling challenged and even in the moment where it's time for us to use our voice, time for us to kick off our meeting, time for us to jump into the conversation, time for us to start talking in that job interview or whatever the high stakes conversation is like just because we feel fear and it feels hard. We can still choose confidence. We can still choose to give that moment as much of ourselves as we possibly can. And when we do this, we begin to feel so badass and so unstoppable and our audience can feel it. Our audience can feel when we are standing behind ourselves and our work. Our audience can feel when we are giving 100% of ourselves and showing up with as much confidence as we're able to bring in that moment, and it makes us far more effective. And the thing that I love about this is that it's not about being perfect. It's not about not feeling nervous. It's not about not having self-doubt. It's not about feeling amazing all of the time. It's about self-doubt and those moments of struggle not being such a big problem, being something that you know how to navigate. That is the job of a leader. One of a leader's main jobs is to get very, very good at navigating obstacles. Fear is an obstacle. Doubt is an obstacle. Questioning yourself and thinking you need the audience to believe in it before you can believe in it, those are all obstacles. You can get good at overcoming those obstacles by bringing the best of you, even in that moment where it feels like maybe you can't, and as you witness yourself doing that, you start to see that you're far more effective and capable than you thought you were. So in summary, what is going to make you effective when you're communicating with an audience is that you have confidence and that you stand behind your work. And having confidence and standing behind your work doesn't mean that you never experienced doubt. It doesn't mean that you don't have these difficult human emotions. It just means that when the doubt comes up, when those difficult emotions come up, you are better at choosing how you want to show up, you are more flexible and adaptable in response to the experience of doubt, and you are able to show up confidently, to speak confidently, to speak with an energy of certainty, despite the fact that you are having a very normal experience of doubt within you. Guarantee you, guarantee you so many of those models walking down that runway are experiencing lots of different thoughts and lots of different feelings, and some of the thoughts and feelings that some of those models are experiencing is doubt and insecurity. Maybe not all of them, maybe it's not 100% of what they're thinking, but it's there and they're moving through it anyway. Similarly, when you're speaking, you can learn to do the same thing, and the best way that you're going to get good at that is through practice. So the next time that you noticed out coming up, the next time you're about to walk onto that runway and you're feeling like you can't do it, remember what you would say to someone who's in your position. Remember what you would say to a model who's like, oh my God, I feel so scared. I don't want to go out there. You would be like, of course you can do this. There's no part of me that thinks that you're not capable. You have to find that voice and find that encouragement for yourself. Now, if you want to work with me to grow your confidence and to get better at exuding confidence when you are communicating, even if you experience doubt, even if sometimes you question yourself, even if sometimes you feel small. I want to invite you to add yourself to the waitlist so that you can enroll early in the Art of Speaking Up Academy. A big part of the Art of Speaking Up Academy is helping you develop a strong, resilient mindset so that you can speak confidently and show up and feel confident even when self-doubt arises. That is a skill that you're going to need as you get higher and higher in your corporate career and take on bigger positions. And it's something that you can learn to do. We can all strengthen and evolve our mindset so that we are more confident and more effective during those moments where we are being stretched and challenged. And it is such an empowering thing to do. If you want to learn to do it with me in a bite-sized way, step-by-step, make sure to get your spot in the next round of the Academy by adding yourself to the waitlist. That ensures that you will get an invitation to early enrollment, which is opening on November 1st. Head over to jessicasatcoaching.com slash Academy or click the link in the show notes to add yourself to the waitlist and I'll catch you in tomorrow's episode. Bye.